Hello and welcome to the Foxes and Hedgehogs First Podcast with John Ahrens and Thomas Hutchings, where we discuss and take a comedic and sometimes serious look at the stories of people behind entertainment, music, and other points of interest along the artist's journey with the people that support, create, and manage to survive doing the art that they love or are willing to die trying for. My name is Thomas Hutchings. I'm a saxophonist, music producer, and composer living in New York City's West Village. I have a small record label called TH Creative NYC with a digital distribution deal with The Orchard. I am a member of the National Academy of Recording Arts and Sciences and the performing rights organization CSAC. Also the saxophonist on Linda Chorney's Grammy-nominated album Emotional Jukebox in 2011. I attended Boise State University prior to moving to New York City in 1995, and it's been one hell of a journey that I'd like to share with you since that first day I walked off the plane from Boise, Idaho, with my saxophone on one shoulder, a bag of clothes on the other, and dreams of making it in the big city. I got the idea for this podcast title from the Jim Collins book, Good to Great, which I read a few years ago. But the idea of foxes and hedgehogs is originally from a Greek poet named Archilochus, who wrote, The fox knows many things, the hedgehog one big thing, which became the basis for Isaiah Berlin's essay titled The Hedgehog and the Fox, where he categorizes people into two kinds of thinkers, foxes, who draw on a wide variety of experiences and for whom the world cannot be boiled down to a single idea and hedgehogs who view the world through the lens of a single defining idea. And now here's a little bit about John Aaron's background. Hi, my name is John Aaron's. A lot of people know me as the dancing trombone player. I was on America's Got Talent and a bunch of other shows like Steve Harvey's Big Time back in the day. Uh, a lot of people don't know that I'm a Grammy-winning uh, trombonist in the Dave Holland Big Band. On the 2005 album Overtime... Um, but most of my life I've been searching for my purpose, which is oscillating between dancing, trombone playing, singing, and writing, uh, both music and this book I've been working on for about 10 years called Novelty Act. It's a memoir slash political theory. And, uh, that's about it. Grew up in Teaneck, New Jersey, and, uh, went to Oberlin, and, um, yeah, just trying to be a good person. And as they say in Clash of the Titans, the 1980 Harry Hamlin version, I'm trying to find and fulfill my destiny. Release the Kraken. And now welcome to episode one, which is a phone call between John and myself discussing our lives and uh, the potential for the show and making up a theme song along the way. Enjoy. Boxes in the hedgehogs, talk it out. Also, like, I, I've been trying to think about, like, going a little more easy and not killing it all the time, you know? Because I, I tend to exhaust myself and, like, get sick from pushing myself too much or something, you know? So That's not good. I don't know. Well, I mean, I actually haven't done a lot of that, but, you know, this is like the, the time of year where people are getting sick from pushing themselves too hard, you know? 
Uh, yeah, because you have all that spare time, right? Because you have spare, time to do Yeah, it. there's that. Yeah, there's that too, right? Just not like but much also going just on. The weather, because the weather's so, you know, crazy. I hear you. So, what's, what's, yeah, man. So, what, what, what do you, uh, did you want to talk about topics or do you want to arrange a date or what do you want to? Let's talk about topics, man, because, um, I was just on the phone with Eric Blicker. I did a I did a session for him for Samantha B for that TV show a few weeks ago, and it finally aired. And we oh, were nice! T- we were talking about this this uh, this podcast. Actually, he thinks it's going to be really cool. He works at, he works for a company called he owns a company called Flavor Lab, and they do okay. like uh, you know he'd be someone we could like interview, you know, but. Sure. Uh, the kinds of things I think we could do is like to start off, maybe like listen to some uh, podcasts individually. Um, he suggested one that was about guitar players. Um, and I, I forgot to write down what it was called, but I'll, I'll, I'll find out from him. I'll have him text it to me, but I listen okay. to a lot. I don't know how much podcasting you listen to, but not many. Okay. Uh- the format is usually that you. I mean, I've watched the Marin show, the Mark Marin show. Okay, you know? so that's that's the general that's the general idea. It's like you talk about your life, you relate it to whatever industry you're in, and then uh, maybe at some point you do like interviews with people uh, to see what their story is, to get some context around like what they're what they're trying to do with their art or their music or whatever it is. I think we'll probably focus on music because that's kind of like what we know the most about. At least I do. Yeah. Um, I mean, for you, because you're writing a book, maybe we could talk to like authors and, and talk to people that are, that are, you know, that are in publishing and things like that. Sure. You know, that might be fun too. So, or, or like so, or like sociologists. Yeah, I mean that's interesting. I I just um, what's you know like it's funny how all this stuff is coming together. I right? I just met with a guy named Jeremy that wants to be. He's a bass player, and he kind of like interested in getting into the more into the music industry. He's a bass player, but not full time. He also does clinical studies but he studied the brain and um you know he's a really fascinating guy he doesn't want to practice psychology but he wants to uh wants to pursue music and he wants to like get more into like performing and stuff he gave me this really cool diagram of it's it's called the performance versus anxiety diagram he drew it out for me um, and I took a picture of it because I thought it was so cool. It's like the uh, the uh, one of his, I guess, one of his colleagues when he was in college did this study on how your anxiety helps you up to a certain point, and then it starts to diminish your performance after a certain point, like huh. when you get stage fright or when you get like uh, stage jitters or wh- whatever you want to call that that energy that rush you get from being on stage because. Adrenaline. Yeah, it can be good because it's like kind of like fight or flight. 
Right. And it can be good, but it can also be bad because it'll. It can. It can. It can. It's, it's it's like what Rocky says about fear. In Rocky Five. Okay. He says fear is like fire. Either you can use it, burn people up with it, or get burnt. Oh yeah. Okay. That's that's exactly what he's talking about. And there's like this really small window uh, where your performance is and the amount of arousal, I guess he, he was using the word arousal, uh-huh. is like is like perfect. It's like there's a the perfect, point where the it's, mix. it's yeah, it's moving. It's 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 a moving target. It's like slowly increasing as your arousal increases and then it's slowly reaches a point where it's perfect and then it goes past that point and then that's when you get into the part where you're starting to either feel tired or you can get like a second wind or something like in the case of like someone that's like doing like something athletic you know which is very close to what you're doing when you're playing an instrument you know because it's like all muscle memory sure yeah but i mean this is the kind of stuff i'd like to get into talking about on these um podcasts yeah okay because i think i think it's useful i think there's a market for it you know you don't mind i I just i gotta let you know i'm i'm recording right now i forgot to tell you at the beginning of the oh is is this part of the podcast is this i think it i think it should be podcast topic what podcasts to pick (laughs) what podcast to well, how to how to how to like discuss it. Yeah, the how topic, to, This topic is what is podcast topics. The to- topic of podcast topics. Yeah, man. Yeah, I mean, this is how easy it is. I mean, it, I'm not saying it's not hard work because you have to like maybe edit it down, talk for an hour or two, or maybe talk for an hour and then edit it down to like half an hour or whatever. I'm thinking yeah. like an hour is about right. But because uh, I've, I've I've listened to, I've been listening to podcasts for a really long time and some of them are really long but an hour sort of has a nice format to it where you can have an intro and like a sort of like a discussion like we're doing now and then have a guest or something for like another twenty minutes and then another twenty minutes of like like an out outro conversation where you're talking about like some ways to solve problems you know that like the sum up the summary yeah yeah exactly yeah like what did we learn today yes yes summary that's an excellent word john excellent word foxes and hedgehogs what did we learn today what did we learn today foxes and hedgehogs (laughs) that's exactly it man but uh yeah or Thomas and Jonathan, what did we learn today? Absolutely. I learned absolutely that he should always expect to be recorded when he talked to Thomas Hutchins. <laughs> well, I wasn't. I wasn't planning on recording it. That, but... that Thomas Hutchins is on twenty four seven. I spent. Uh, I spent and either you uh, either you're with it or you're not. I spent like an hour today, man, trying to figure out how to how to record how to record from my phone into my uh, 
And, and it's probably not great because I'm you're on speaker, and it sounds like I'm on speaker too. Uh, no, you're not on speaker, but um. Oh shit! Maybe I should get off speaker. Oh no, no, it sounds fine. It sounds totally fine, okay. and I can fix all that because I'm recording into my um my audio workstation. So that stuff. You I can... fancy schmancy guy. <laughs> Because that's what I was saying. Like, I spent like an hour. You techie, here. you're such a, you're such a badass. You're a techie and a great musician. Like, yeah, I wish I was a, I, more of a techie. I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm pretty great. Get into, like, <laughs> I just, I just want to be well rounded. You know, I see myself as like a, like a Renaissance human being. You know, I want to be I like. Can dig it. Every every time the world changes, I want to change with it. Anytime the world moves forward and progresses, I want to progress with it. You know, I want to, I want to evolve. I can, I can dig it, bro. With the world, you know, as it grows, as as new things exist, I want to be able to say, okay, I can, I can absorb that too. You know. Yeah, I'm. I'm good. I like to think of myself in the same way. I'm just not as good with the. It's not that I couldn't be good. I guess I lack patience with the tech stuff. Like, I'm much better with writing and ideas um, and, and, and working on, like, the analog aspects of the craft than, than the evolving technology of it. And, and not, not, not that the analog doesn't evolve as well. But I guess it's always just been more of interest to me. There, there's just so many things that I'm trying to get going as far as analog crafts, whether it's the singing, dancing, or the trombone playing, or the writing. That, that those are all processes that transcend technology, but they're still, but they go hand in hand at the same time. So I, it's not. I could definitely benefit from learning. I'm just saying I, it's just not on my top four or five priorities to do. They're all physical things. They're all things you can do manually. There's no such thing it's, as digital dancing. <laughs> right, exactly. Right. And, and that's the stuff that's the stuff that's interest always interested me more. But I don't know. Maybe I'm missing out. I, I, I thought about that, but you know, then I'm also like, no, fuck it. I'm not missing out. It's just what I want to do. <laughs> that's you great. Know. That's like the organic, you know, that's very method. That's like, it know, is. I don't know. I feel, I, it, I feel like, you know, you're coming from this place that's, you know, with your art, that's very authentic. And that's why people like you. You know, Aww, when you're being authentic, I mean, it's kind of hard not to, you know, if you're being 100% yourself, it's kind of hard to deny a person their, you know, whatever, whatever their gifts are, if that, if whatever they have is, thanks, bro, is, is you know, is being expressed authentically and you're good, you're great at that. Are you kidding me? People see you and they, they immediately, they're drawn to you, you know, and the first time I met you. At that, uh, at Sharif's birthday party, you know, I was just like, man, this is a cool guy. This is a really <laughs> great guy, man. That like, was fun. You, yeah. you, you haven't, you haven't come with me and Sharif to another karaoke since then, have you? No, we got to do it though. We got to do yeah. it. Yeah, yeah, we got to do it. I, I haven't 
<laughs> I'm not sure. I'm not sure if I've done karaoke with Sharif since the day, <laughs> the day before election day. Oh, okay. Uh, of Trump. Oh. Wow. I remember we we did. <laughs> we might have done one, one or two more, or maybe once since then. But that was over a year ago now. Shit. Okay. Well, I mean, it happened anyway. again. You know. That oh, okay. So for topics, back to topics. Okay, let's try to pick was... like maybe three big ones. Okay. Well, well, I think we named a couple. One would be maybe having a guest on and talking about uh, your your tech side of the craft versus the analog side of the craft. Okay. Like uh, you know, like the. The pr- the practicing, you know, all the stuff that's manual, manual versus digital, right? When it comes to music, yeah. the music business. Yeah, like, that's good. That's like the, uh, you know, the the recording engineering side, which is like kind of like the technical stuff versus like you know the creative part writing. of it, like it's the the writing aspect. Yeah, versus the, writing. Um. What was I going to say? Another topic that I think has been discussed or touched upon during this first podcast. Are we calling calling this like 1A, the pilot podcast? This is the pilot, yeah. The pilot. Um, this is the beta. I, the beta. This is the beta. Um, would be, and, and this is something that interests me, and then you, you can say a topic, unless... You know, why don't you why don't you cool. say a topic? I, no, I, I uh, this is this is fine. Like I, I kind of think it's going to happen on its own. Like as we start talking about this stuff with people, because okay, we'll, we'll get we'll start to get feedback. You know, people will send us questions, and we'll want to answer those questions. You know, and it'll it'll just sort of turn into a snowball effect of like, as the more we talk of, of these things, whatever they are. People will be like, "Oh, what about this?" And then we'll have to answer that question somehow, you know. Dig it. Okay. Okay. So, with that said, um, another thing that I think we just touched upon over the, over the last ten, fifteen minutes uh, was is a career transitions when people are trying to do something new in their career and the challenges with that, whether it's within the same medium um, or they're expanding themselves beyond what they're known for. Right. Um, Whether it's your base, your psych, uh, was it your neuroscientist, bass player friend or, or, um, you know, or myself who's trying to work more on my writing and singing than my trombone dancing stuff. So, we could have, you know, people who that's, are... That's perfect. Because you know? I think that comes up a lot. Like, I think artists generally are artistic everywhere in their lives, but they're only known for, like, one thing. Yes. Good you know, it. like, Tom Hanks is, like, a good painter or something. Right, a lot you of know. these cats. Tony Bennett, too, right? Isn't yeah. Like, like, these guys have these other gifts that... You know, they probably would be be perfectly fine just doing that too, but no right. one knows them for that. You know, like no one, 
I'm trying to think of another artist that's kind of like that. I can't or what about artists that have fully transitioned? Like, I'm thinking like Christopher Walken, who used to be a dancer. Oh, okay. Yeah. You know, that's like a good that. example. Like that's a, a good example. Like, and that, and that just shows you that like, there's not really a limit. And I only know that because people sometimes they say that I look like Christopher Walken. Yeah, so. I never, I never got that. What you talking about? Will? I never, I never, I guess I, I never saw look, that. I never, th- yeah, I never I usually, thought that. Looking at you, I never thought. You like know. a younger, you know, a young Christopher Walken or like a James Spader. Both James Spader, I could see. Okay. I could totally see James Spader, especially when, when he was like younger. Like in his Thanks, 30s and his 20s. Not that young anymore. No. Face looked like it's been to the fountain of youth. It's crazy, man. Depends on the light. We could get into some topics like that, though, you know. Um, not necessarily... Health and the age, we'll call, but okay, aging so third, as a musician, though, might the be... The third a, topic is staying young. Staying young and competitive. If, uh, if just an energy. How do, you, how do you do it? How does one do it? Ooh, that's a good one. That's a really good one. Because, you know, like a lot of people just let themselves go versus people yeah. that say, okay, I'm going to do yoga, I'm going to jog, I'm going to hit the treadmill every other day, yeah. I'm going to bike. I know a lot of a lot of jazz musicians that are into their health. You know, and I know a lot of musicians who say, fuck it. <laughs> <laughs> I, know, I know a few musicians who are just like, well, you know, every time you see them, they have like some kind of health problem or a health emergency oh, going on. And oh, I think they, a lot, some of oh, that they doesn't did have not to do. Age well. Yeah, they some of that not. doesn't have to do with their, with their discipline. It has more to do with the fact they just don't have access to like a lot of the, like standard health. Some of it totally has to do with discipline. <laughs> yeah, well, probably most of it, because if you need, no, if, no, you're, but but the other day it's like. You know, you can get to the idea, well, is discipline genetic? You know, does, is there a discipline gene, you know? Ooh, that's interesting. That's a behavioral thing, I think. You know, that I don't know. We, 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 yeah. We, we could debate that sometime. Yeah, some, be, sometime. some behavior certainly is genetic, but some is definitely learned. You know, it's that there's a, there's a line there that, that is still, you know, the jury is open. Although I, I would say in today's day and age, behavior is much more associated with nurture than nature. Nowadays, you're saying like it's changed. Well, may, yeah, maybe maybe back in the day or like, you know. It was more useful. Your, amongst your family, you know, the family members have been like, oh, he's like that because my Uncle Joey and Grandpa Bill. Was, oh, I see what you're blah, saying. Blah, blah. But these days, yeah. like, oh, no, don't say it's genetic because then you got to get into some like racist issues or something like that. Yeah, but I mean, if, it's, if you're talking about actual scientific evidence or scientific uh, studies, then, you know, you can't. You can't uh, you can't deny if, if if something is specific to a particular race, uh, or really more, it's less it's less to do with race really than like hey, this particular that's another topic. environment. That's another topic. 
you know. Genes and talent. Yeah, yeah. That could be another podcast topic. That's true because you also have like, and we don't have, we're not exposed to it as much in, uh, as Americans, but like, if you go to like Asia, if you go to a, a country like China, Singapore, actually most countries in Asia, outside of like Southeast Asia, they're, 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 if someone is studying music, they start from a really young age and they, they learn it by rote. And there's not a lot of improvisation. So that's like a new thing uh, for the yeah. culture to absorb and be, you know, like uh, everything is very calculated and methodical with how music is taught and learned in those cultures. So it makes it makes them, I guess the word is a little bit more, a little bit less flexible when it comes to like being rigid. able to improvise. Like rigid. rigid, yeah. That's a good way of putting it. That is correct. I'm trying to just trying to say it without without making it sound like you know it, it, it's, negative it's and, a negative and, thing, but and a, it's and just a, it's just a product of the culture. I think we don't want to sound douchey. <laughs> That's right. That's right. We're not we're not trying to make a show. Right. We're not trying to have a show where we're like, you know, like like exclusionary we want to include everybody yeah elitist yeah we don't want to be like the jazz police over here like they can't swim oh, hell there no. because they didn't know no. they never they never had africans in their in their in their country or something you know it's like hey we know where swing came from Right. It came from the jungle, baby. It began in Africa. Yeah. 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 It's, it's in, you know, that, that's, that's a whole other thing. A whole, yeah, genetics, uh, heritage, and talent. That, that's mm -hmm. the whole thing. That's a good one. You know, um, uh, or we can have a spinoff of that, cultural appropriation. That's a good one. Soul appropriation? That Cultural. is like the coolest name Cultural. for an all-white wedding band that I've ever heard. Cultural appropriation? No, soul appropriation, man. Soul appropriation. Soul appropriation. Ba -da 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 -da. Oh my God, that's great, man. It's soul appropriation and all it's like that oh, blue-eyed blue—it's like the blue-eyed soul band of the 21st century. Well, blue-eyed soul is actually pretty soulful. Soul appropriation would have to be bad. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> you know, you're actually right. Uh, I'm thinking it more would, like it would have to be like what, what's the actor um, from the old Saturday Night Live skits? It was like that's the ticket. Oh, John Lovitz. <laughs> yeah, it would be John Lovitz and the wedding singer doing like Ladies Night. That that'd be so perfect. Yes, yes, man. John Lovitz doing Ladies Night and the wedding singer. That's yes. Cool. Yeah. Okay, I dig. Ladies it. Night. Yeah. Acting. Joe Joe Piscopo. That oh, would be so appropriate. Wow. Yeah, you're 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 touching on some nerves there. <laughs> you're probably gonna touch on some nerves there if you bring him up. You're gonna. I like him. I play. You know, I'm sure. Have you played that behind him? 
few times. I, I had me and Sharif. Joe have. Joe Piscopo. Yeah, I know his son yeah. Joey, but uh, well, 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 me me and Sharif have have backed him up. That's fantastic, Ron. man. With it's it's only okay. It's not that great. No, but, but it's just a fun. It's a fun. Yeah, that's fantastic. That's he's a cool trust dude. Me, it's he's, fantastic. He's, He's a cool dude, but there's no, there's like, it's like shameless, uh, shameless, like, oh my God, am I going to get in trouble for saying this on a podcast? I would say it's, it's okay to be controversial. Shameless, shameless, shameless pandering to rich white guy culture. (laughs) (laughs) That that that's what he does. Like like the Sinatra bits and you know and, and the the uh, alluding racial overtones and uh, you know the older rich white crowd. That's a thing. Totally, I think that's he a thing. to that. You know? There's there's a the cruise ship. Shall we say the, shall we say the cruise ship crowd? The rich crowd. There's a there's a racial component to the entertainment industry that you're touching on that is i think really fascinating man it's really fascinating i play you know like we all play in wedding bands and party bands and stuff and nine out of ten times you're probably playing for like some some like if you're playing like a gig that's like a really major gig it's nine out of ten times it's for like a really rich white family you know, somewhere that I have a whole chapter about this in my book. Oh, you do. Okay. This is great because this stuff can tie into your book. very It's called, it's called, I have a chapter called uncle Tim's cipher. Oh, okay. And I talk about, um, uh, the, the stereotypical dance circle at most white weddings and bar mitzvahs, (laughs) the dance circle. Yeah, the dance circle. I love cipher. it. I you love know, it. like it's, it's, it's cool. if it's the street, they call it a cipher, right? But I, I call it Uncle Tim's cipher because you know, my, in my whole book and my writing, I've termed Uncle Tim as the stereotypical white person that dances badly. Okay. If you if you purposely dance badly as a white per, as a white guy or white person, you're Uncle Timming. Ah. Uh, or, or, or if you kind of purpose, purposely act out of touch or uptight around like multicultural racial, uh, multiracial settings, you're Uncle Timming. It's like it's playing into the this Trump stereotypes, you know. Um, Trump is the ultimate Uncle Tim, like the the soulless white guy, you know. Uh, but I, I feel like it's become such a thing, but it doesn't have a name. It's just like old rich dude no fuck that uncle tim <laughs> so, so that's why the original book name of book was was originally called uncle tim's condo mm. that was the original name of my book but at this writers conference they're like no that's too offensive you should call it novelty act since we want to hear more about what it was like to be on tv doing america's got talent and steve harvey and all that so and I was labeled on novelty act, so that's the name of the book now. But, but originally it was Uncle Tim's condo. So yes, the 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 corporate wedding bar mitzvah party, those are the Uncle Tim parties. 
So I'm, I, I've written, been writing about that for the last decade. Wow. <laughs> I, could I, I think it's so cool that you've been documenting, you know, I, and I wish I had done it, you know, documenting. It's not too what, late, man. What's it's happening like around you as it happens and your thoughts on it, you know, like, and what. You know, I can read you parts of that chapter, actually, if you ever want to hear it. I'd love to, man. I think my, something that might be fun to do is when we're doing this is, um, you know, that you have your book there and you like, go, oh, yeah, I referenced this on page whatever, you know, and that way I, and you can kind of plug your book yet. too. I'm still looking for a publisher, I guess. I mean, I, mean if, I don't know if that's okay for your, like, I don't know who's doing your pub, your publishing or your marketing or your PR, but. Nobody. Like, it need, probably help. It, it probably is happening with this podcast. Is my my guess? That'll be wonderful. That'll be wonderful. But you know, it's, but it should be about you too. Yeah, obviously. Yeah. If I'm promoting something, I have something like well. so. My journey has led me to this place where I have a I have a contract with the uh, with the Orchard. You know that company? They do digital distribution. <laughs> Yeah, I think I might have heard you mention this. Yeah, to talk about it. I have a contract with them, and I I can I can pretty much just release music at will through That's them, dope. and it goes to like you know thirty or forty different online retail places and streaming services for music, and um, I'm forming a, sort of a a boutique record label it's called th creative nyc and i'm gonna start working with indie recording artists maybe we can have them on the show you know i'm working with a few different artists right now and what we're doing is like i'll take their song and record it and mix it and and then try to help them figure out ways to market it you know that's something we could talk about too is how to market yourself and how to brand i definitely need help with that can interview people that uh that are you know that do that stuff nice marketing, marketing and pr maybe marketing yeah. pr and branding which you have to have a brand first before you can do those uh, other I things suck at that shit so hard you know what you know what man um there's a there's i shouldn't a, be negative i need to be more positive don't don't be negative and i'll tell you why there's no reason to be negative and i'm going to tell you what i tell everyone now I had a I had a near death experience like about two around the end of uh, 2015. I had uh, my my colon was perforated, so I had to have like major surgery in February 2016. But I had a near death experience because I had to sp- spend like that entire Christmas and the New Year's for the for two weeks in the hospital, and I was on like some really heavy pain painkiller it was called dilaudid and it would literally knock me out and put me into a daze every time they every time i every time i um would press the button i had the control of how much i got wow (laughs) so i pretty much would like max it out uh uh, so the story behind it is i went i went to see the the latest star wars with my girlfriend julia and we were there and I ate some popcorn, and the popcorn, I had already had kind of had like some problems with my colon, and it perforated my colon, and I didn't know it. So popcorn? I th- yeah, Fuck. I thought I had the flu. 
I got sick and I thought I was like getting sicker. And my girlfriend was like, you don't look very good. And I thought maybe it would go away. So I was like, all right, this was, we went to the movies, I think on a Sunday. And by like Wednesday, I looked like I was dying. Like I was pale. <laughs> I had like What's severe stomach cramps and it was starting to bloat up. So uh -huh. I made an appointment to go see a gastroenterologist. And the gastroenterologist was like, oh, my God, your temperature is like 104 degrees. I have to send you to the emergency room. I have to call an ambulance. So they called an ambulance. I went to Lenox Hill Hospital over on like 77th Street um, on the east side. It took them forever to admit me. It was like the Keystone cops came to pick me up from the gastroenterologist's office. You know, oh. it was like one of those um, ambulances where it was like a contract ambulance and the guys show up and they don't know how to work the gurney. And you're just how, like, much, how much did this all cost? Did you have insurance? Uh, at the time I had insurance. At the time I was nice. working. That's something else too that I was working. I was working, I had a, um, a day gig for for several years um, working for a, an IT company. That was really great because, like, it made it possible for me to take off the past two years after I got sick um, and, like, really started to focus on my self-development. But this is why I'm trying to get into this story for you to explain to you why not to be negative and why how it, how it hurts you more than helps you. Yeah. You probably already know it hurts you, but I'm going to explain to you how how seeing everything as a lesson will help you perceive your life in a way much much better way um because after that experience i realized that you know, like you know there were a lot of things in my life that were unfinished i thought man you know i need to i need to really focus on on these things that are unfinished in my life you know because there's little gifts like there's these little lessons in there that if I finish it, whether it turns out to be something great or nothing at all, or whether it is a complete failure, I'll know whether I'll, I'll get this gift of this lesson out of it. So what my, what my point to you is that if you look at these things, like they're, that they're lessons, like these gifts that you are, are, are getting out of your life, then yeah. there's never anything that's really wrong and nothing's ever really a failure because at at most you're going to gain some insight into what the wrong thing is to do and if it's successful then you win yeah and so you kind of have to go through every door and go through every experience knowing that if this become if you know if this completely falls apart and is a complete you know just you know, just a complete failure that at the end of the day, you have to still go to sleep and wake up the next day and say, okay, I got to pick up the pieces and start over. <laughs> you know what I mean, though? You really, you really want to like, you really want to stay. This, this you can is, still this. be negative, man. I'm just saying you 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 can still no, be no, negative, no, no. but I'm you have to look at those experiences as as learning experiences and not. It's not I really that, no, a door that's closing. Right. Just I, means you're getting pushed you're, in another direction right. spiritually. I, I I've been calling myself out because, well, and you know this could be another uh, topic. 
podcast topic the silver lining we can have that right yeah yeah we could have silver lining we could have a silver lining uh, uh, podcast part of the show could just be like all right and now here's our now like the silver lining and there could be like a whole story about it could be a a, a, a podcast dedicated to finding the um uh, the lesson in anything that is potentially perceived as negative or internalized yeah. as negative. I think it's or just it, like five minutes of the show. Like, hey, or it could be where did you see the silver lining this show. week? You know, or it could be a weekly like uh, section. Yeah, that could. That, that yeah, could yeah. Be it. yeah, yeah, um, this is all, yeah. Yeah, it's all it's all the same show, good. man. It's like an hour of this, like just just pummeling people with this stuff, so that they can go, oh, okay, yeah, these guys have a lot to talk about and say, you know. I was talking. Do you know uh, uh, Adam? Oh my God, Adam! Adam Ramsey. Oh, you know I've heard of him, but I don't. I don't know him personally. He's he's one of my good friends. Even though I forgot his name. Yeah. So it sounds uh, like he's really. You guys are really close. <laughs> but we were having this great conversation. He's reading this book called How to Not to Give a Fuck. Some book called that. Ah, oh, that's great. And there's and there's a, a whole thing about sometimes when you concentrate so much on what you don't have that you you're always wanting more. Mm-hmm. That that's that's negative. That's actually not positive. It's not positive to keep wanting more. You know, to keep to keep criticizing yourself. Right. Um, and for me, that that that's a tough lesson because. I I tend to um, light a fire underneath my butt by criticizing myself and beating myself up and getting mad and then getting fired up and then working harder. But um, I'm starting to realize that maybe there's something to this idea that uh, you kind of own and uh, accept whatever it is your situation is and making the most of it. Um, like right now, like, uh, I'll, I'll give an example. Like, uh, okay. I've been like, like talking to you. I could, I could talking to you right now. I'm talking to you right now, but I could easily be, what is it? It's almost like it's 1am and I could easily (laughs) be, uh, uh, yeah, I'm not quite, you know, this, I'm at a moment right now that if I wasn't talking on this podcast right now, I'd maybe I'd have, be having trouble falling asleep because I'm not quite tired enough to fall asleep. I, I might turn on Netflix and watch something or um, I'd probably get restless and start watching porn. And mm. And so the thing is, I realize a lot of that restless energy is due to not having someone around to talk to, to be with, whether that be a girlfriend or a friend or, uh, but right now we're, we're obviously talking and that's nice, but, um, (laughs) but, uh, I I guess the thing is I, I could be beating myself up about being single and not as successful as I thought I would be at this point in my life. But I'm starting to realize, you know what, like, I have this time 
what do I really want to do with it? And how can I, how can I use this time in a way that I might not be able to use in the future? Yes. So, so, so I, I definitely hear what you're saying. And, and, and that's something I've been working on more consciously on the last few days since talking with Adam Ramsey, my friend, <laughs> who I know really well. You claim to know. <laughs> well, you know, it's funny. Now, I still it's, have, now it's all I, hearsay. I still have him in my phone. <laughs> I still have him in my phone as Adam LPR Sax because we play at Poisson Rouge every. Oh, right. cool. Oh, that's right. But I never see his last name except maybe, you know, on social media. Mm-hmm. But anyway, so. Yeah, so so I hear you, man. Um, I totally, I, I appreciate that wisdom, you know. And and it's it's you can never hear it too much. It's always a good reminder, you know. So I've been, yeah, I've been working on being more positive because sometimes being negative is addictive. Uh, yeah, to fire yourself up, you know. I was just having this conversation with. Uh... With a friend, the friend of mine, I was telling you about, his name's Jeremy, he's a bassist that also studied uh, psychology. That's a yeah, that's the brain. guy. He's that's, actually that's studied neuroscience. We're, so we're going to have that guy on. For I think that's a great idea. Here, I think that's a great change, idea. Change Maybe that'll career. be episode two. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. But uh, he, he, he mentioned that, you know, he got a little bit into that part of the... That's cool. About the, you know, being addicted. We talked about it. Like you can become addicted. And I and I mentioned to him, you know, you can, I read this book years ago by the Dalai Lama with a guy named uh, Daniel Goldman. He wrote this book called Destructive Emotions. It's a really great book about, um, and something I think it's important for artists is it's, it's about emotional intelligence. It's about how to separate your emotions away from your from your you know like your logical mind so that when you're experiencing something traumatic or 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 like something like when you're playing even when you're playing a a music and you're say you're waiting to play your part and you have like 20 measures of rest or something so you don't psych yourself out that you have like an emotional intelligence so that you can just remain calm and count through those measures without <laughs> starting to think about, you know, your laundry or you're like, you know, maybe I need to put some change in the parking meter or whatever. But uh, yeah, because <laughs> that's what happens. You know, I'm sure like, you know, if you go all the way back to like Bird and Diz, those guys weren't like sitting there you know, counting out rest when they were playing, you know, in like Kansas City blues bands or whatever, thinking like, man, you know, like that woman in the audience is sexy as hell. Yeah, your mind wanders. Your mind wanders. So it's like, it's cool to practice mindfulness because it, it kind of gives you, there, there's some, there's, there's a muscle to that, that you can learn how to flex that's a psychological muscle, that's a mental muscle that you can you can work on, that you can build on, that you can be like, okay, I can be in a moment and only be in that moment. Um, Being in the moment. Mindfully. Yeah. yeah. That's and great. And to recognize when you're doing it, when you're starting to flounder, when you're starting to get off 
off track so that you can be like, okay. And then the other flip side of that is that you can, you can also control your, your outcome of your life because you can recognize that you're becoming addicted to like particular emotions. And that's what yeah. the that book I was talking about was, uh, about was that there's destructive emotions that you can have that, uh, that you're actually addicted to because your brain's creating chemicals that you, your body uh, then behaves a certain way or you create certain types of behavior that cause a certain experience to happen over and over again so that you yep. God, that sounds like literally my life. addicted to an That's emotional, my life. emotional state. That's my life. But, um, you should check out that book, man. It's, God, it's... change it. Five. <laughs> You should check out that book, man. Help me. Yeah, that it'll it'll help you. I mean, it's a it's a really cool book. I um, might check it out. I, I, you mean you I don't like have it. to? Uh, man, at some point, I might check it out. It's not. All right. Good. Well, we got we covered some stuff. Oh yeah, man. We did great. We did great. I had five over the phone. Yeah. I mean, we need to get some sound right effects. Now. I'll throw some sound effects in there. I'll throw some sound uh, effects. Hold on. I will, I'm, I'm by my laptop right now. <laughs> well, let's see if I can find. I, uh, you can Google anything. I, I know. You can Google anything. You could probably go downtown to Chinatown and get a high five. Just buy a high five. Just I, like two real life human hands slapping together. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, yeah. It's like, oh, 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 sir, how can I help you? And you're like, you mean sample it, put it on, get on your phone, you mean? <laughs> you mean sample it on your phone? Yeah, totally. We need to make a theme song. We need to, like, get together at some point and just, like, play, like, like a like a 10-second melody that we make up on the spot and have that be our theme song. High five. High five. <laughs> That's, that's, that's that. That was it. Was that it? Yeah. High five. That was worth the wait. That was definitely worth the wait. This is really sound like, it sounds, it sounds more like a karate kick. I don't know if that's high five. <laughs> it just sounds like a dude saying high five. I don't even hear the high five. All right. Hold on. Hold on. Let's try it again. I got to hear the clap. No, it's a high five. Oh. I don't even hear the clap, God, man. Oh, there That's we go. Pretty That's pretty funny. Five. All right, here, here's a high five. Ready? <laughs> All right, we're high-fiving. Me and Thomas are high-fiving right now. High five. There Yeah, we that's go. cool. That's cool. Yeah. It was really it. faint. I was really, yeah. it was faint. It was, but that's where, that's where high, that's where high-fives live because they don't live anywhere near you. They're sort of like, they're up, they're high, so... They're not a high five if they're like not, you know. It's not like a. It's not like a low five. Low five is like you know that's that's different. Yeah. They keep doing it. It's good stuff. Right. It's good stuff. Your high five. I high fived you like eight times. I know. I know. I heard them all. I felt them.
It, uh, it starts to sound like almost like assault at some point. It doesn't. It no longer sounds like a high five. It kind of turns into like it, it goes from like a high five to suddenly it's like you know what? My hand, in real life, someone's hand is probably going to start hurting. Who's your daddy? Who's your daddy? Exactly. Okay. Exactly. So we'll we'll uh we'll get together, or if you want to, if you want to um record like a a short, what we we could call like our theme song. Make one up. Yeah, sure. And then I'll throw some sax on it at my place. Um, you can record it right into your phone, or you can um, if you have a digital recorder, record it into your digital recorder and send me the wave file. Sure. Uh, I mean, was there was there a song that you had in mind? No, really. I mean, it it would be your own melody, so you could just make up whatever. You, like, well, you I was thinking, like you know, something like that. You know, instrumental. You want vocals? All right. Uh, instrumental. Are we sold on a name yet? Oh, did you still want to call it foxes and hedgehogs? We can call it whatever we want. If you, whatever you like. I mean, I'm I'm cool with whatever. I like fox, foxes and hedgehogs because I was talking to Eric Blicker over at Flavor Lab, um, just the, on the phone just before when we were uh, when you called, and he was like, "Foxes and hedgehogs, what's that?" And I'm like, "I think that's a cool name because it'll make people wonder what it is." And there's oh. a, there's a nice. There's a nice story behind where the term foxes and hedgehogs came from. There's that, yeah. It's, uh, yeah. you know, it, it was uh, originally uh, a Greek poet named Archilochus wrote, uh, the fox knows many things, but the hedgehog knows one big thing. You know, so oh. it, it's the fox chasing the hedgehog, you know. Or it's just the fox being a fox and the hedgehog being a hedgehog. So hedgehogs have one main goal and foxes have a lot of small goals that lead to one large goal. So those are huh. those are the But different... was there a guy that like you said Oh Jim Collins. He wrote the, yeah, the business aspect. Yeah, yeah. He wrote the book. He wrote this book called uh Good to great. He studied a bunch of companies, why they were successful and not. And it was some part of it was the the types of people that work in different companies. Um, but you got to check out his book, man, because everyone's a business person. Everyone's in business, I know, and I think I know. it's good to. Uh, I gotta get on it. I know. You know. Are you a hedgehog? Are you slow and steady? You know. Or are you a fox? Uh, you know, I'm. I got my moments. Yeah, I think I'm a fox. I'm probably a fox, but I, I probably have a demeanor of a hedgehog, and therefore I. To reconciling my fox and hedgehog tendencies, I should be more of a fox. You know, I should be more of a fox in the effective ways. The affecting my environment ways, um, but you know what was I going to say? I I wanted to. Oh, I was going to 
how to write a fox and a hedgehog song right now. <laughs> like, cool. Like, we're, 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 Have uh, it all happen in the in the first podcast, man. Have but, it all happen in the first podcast. Like right now, like, like, uh, foxy, like let's just say it. Like, what, what kind of rhythm comes to my foxes and hedgehogs? That's good. You just stop right there. Foxes and hedgehogs <laughs> talking it out. Foxes and hedgehogs. What's it, what's about? it about? Hey, that's, that's it. it. That's right? it. Done. It's only need five seconds. Yeah, you only need five seconds. Hedgehog. Like it's kind of like it, I, I feel like I feel like it should have a similar backing track to simply the best. It hits, uh, it, but it has a hit at the beginning with like just trombone and sax, like bow. Foxes on yeah, two, on two, three, yeah. four. Yeah, wherever. Well, uh, it's all, it's all butter. It's all butter. Three, four, three, four. Foxes, 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 for simply the best. It's like, bah, bah, it's like a, bah, bah, right? Yeah, yeah, it's just. It's got to have that, like, uplifting, like, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I dig it. Hold on, hold on, hold on. I'm putting a speaker back up. Yeah, yeah, do your thing, man. Do your thing. Work it out. This is part of the pilot. We are currently up. This is the pilot where we come up with our theme song. Yes. Yes. I'm hearing it in this key. I'm hearing it in in D. I'm hearing it in D. And that's the third, right? Yeah. Uh, Right? Yes. Foxes and hedgehogs <laughs> talking it out. Foxes and hedgehogs. What's yeah. it about? What's it about? Yes, what's it about? Three, five, six, one. That's right? perfect, Three, five, man. Six, Foxes and hedgehogs. Talking it out. Foxes and <laughs> yes. What's it about? That's it for this first episode of Foxes and Hedgehogs with John Ahrens and Thomas Hutchings, your hosts. Next week, we'll be visiting with Sharif Clayton, a New York trumpet player from Miami, Florida, who was on the Bobby Sanabria album nominated for a Grammy in 2012 called Multiverse. Join us then and find out more. And 
keep listening.